welcome to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Callie O'Connor. I've gone from career burnout to taking multiple career breaks, scoring several remote jobs, and even starting my own business while traveling to over 80 countries. The one thing that held me back from starting sooner is that I didn't believe it was possible for me. I wasn't aware that travel could become part of my lifestyle. Through this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you the travel possibilities that are out there for you. In season one, we're talking all about career breaks. Let's get started. I'm very excited to introduce you to today's guest, Valerie Parham. She's a nine-to-fiver with a passion for travel, entrepreneurship, and supporting others. And in 2018, Valerie made one of her big dreams become a reality when she took a six-month solo round-the-world trip. By following through with her plan and charting a path for herself, even though the way was not always clear, she proved to herself that she can do anything and she can dream of and put it into action. She now continues to share her experience and empower and encourage others to dare to claim their dreams and take necessary actions to live out those dreams. I'm so excited for this conversation with Valerie. She shares some real gems and let's not wait for it any longer. Let's get into the episode. Hi everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I am so excited to bring to you another interview episode today with our guest, Valerie Parham, and she has a very unique take on a career break, and so she tells it way better than I possibly could summarize. So I just want to say welcome, Valerie. Thank you for being here. Do you want to just start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. You know, first, I want to definitely say thank you so much for allowing me to be here with you and speak to you about my experience with travel. Um, I am from West Tennessee. You know, I tell everybody I'm a country girl. I'm from a small town in West Tennessee. And travel was something that my family helped open the doors to. And so I'm very thankful for that. We would go on different trips as I was growing up. And um, I moved to Nashville at some point for undergrad. I've lived in Nashville ever since. I love Nashville, but traveling is something that I just enjoy doing so, so much. And um, what brings me here today is at some point, there was something that I had wanted to do for several years. And then I decided to take that leap and um, take my six month round the world trip. And, you know, again, we'll share some more details about that as we have this conversation. Um, That's a little bit about me. Great. Thank you so much. So do you want to describe a little bit deeper about what your job was and what your life was like before you made this life-changing decision. Absolutely. So I work for a um, third-party logistics company, and I started in 2013 with that company in their project management office. And so they have a couple different project management groups there. I started in one, and then I moved to our IT project management office at some point. Um, and again, I love traveling. And so I would go on these trips annually and with PTO, you know how that works. I mean, you might be able to get a week or stretch it to two weeks. And so there were some places that I wanted to go, um, like Australia or Japan places that were going to take a while to get there. And so 
at some point I put on my bucket list that I wanted to travel all the way around the world. I had been to India and I had been to China before and you just have this jet lag when you take those quick trips like that and have to come back. And I was like, it'd be really cool if I could just hop all the way around and not have to come back so quickly. And the years just kept going by where I had that on my bucket list, if you will, and I never did it. And so I was like, at some point, this is either just going to be something, words written on a page that I never do, or I have to change something and just go for it. And so um, really, really, you know, great experience with my job. You know, I loved all the people that I worked with, but at some point I was like, if I don't change anything, nothing's going to change. I'll just keep working and I'll never do this trip. <laughs> yeah, that's so powerful. Like just words written on a page. I'm sure so many of us can relate and we have all these hopes and dreams for someday. But if you don't take action or change something like you were saying, then someday really does become never. And so you just said like you liked your job, you liked your coworkers, but I guess, was there something inside you that you're like, I like travel more. This is something that needs to happen above all else. Well, and this will go a little bit more into the who I am or, you know, background into uh, my situation, but I'm not married. I don't have any children and I'm not Benjamin Button, so I'm not getting any younger. And my family is, you know, they're a little on me about marriage and children and things like that. And I was like, gosh, you know, this is something that there are people who do it as married couples or they have children, but I'm sure it's a very different experience. And I said, for me to go on my own and just be able to wake up and do whatever I want to do each day and explore the way that I want to explore, I was like, I have that opportunity right now. I just have to take it. And if I don't, that's my own fault. And so I think that's kind of the way that I looked at the situation was, you know, to your point, I absolutely enjoy traveling. I love meeting new people. I love, you know, you read about history and books, but for you to be there and experience it, it's just a totally different, a different feel and a different vibe. And so I just, I just absolutely love traveling and I wanted to do it. And I said, I have to do this. I have to figure out a way to do it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's again, a little bit more into who I am as a person. Yeah. And like I said, maybe that's relatable as well. I think um, as a single woman, um, I have an engineering degree undergrad, and so I work in very male-dominated spaces, and so I think you put success first sometimes when you come up in that kind of background and you want to, you know, get to this level of success, whatever that is, and for you to have to contemplate putting work on hold, it, it puts a little roadblock in front of you if you allow it to do that. Mm -hmm. I am resonating hard as a single female with an engineering degree. So, <laughs> <laughs> so can you walk us through the point that you made the decision to go for it? Like what led up to you saying like, okay, now is the time. And then what did that look like in your life and at work? I love your questions, your questions. They just like take me back to those moments. Um, at the time, I definitely remember having conversations with my manager about, you know, promotion. Hey, you know, here are some of the things that you need to work on. Um, here's what I have in mind for you in terms of promotion, right? Again, that ladder, it's always the next step and trying to get to that level of success that makes you happy. And so I have that in the back of my mind. I'm like, okay, promotion, promotion, promotion. And I think it was maybe August or September 
I had taken a trip with a friend where I think she went to the Almafi coast for about a week. I went and visited some friends in England while she was there. And then we met together in Greece. We spent some time in Greece and I mean, we had a phenomenal time. And for this particular trip, I think I did take almost three weeks of vacation for this trip. And by the time we got to the, the last day of the trip, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go back to work. Oh my gosh, I just want to keep traveling. Oh my gosh, I have to go back to work, you know. So I was having this anxiety about going back to work. Again, not because there was something bad with my work situation. It's just that I was having a phenomenal time traveling, being with my friend and being out of the country. And at that point, I revisited what was on my bucket list. And I'm like, again, it's pointing to this sign where you've talked about this before. This is something that you've wanted to do. You just have to make it happen. And when I got home, again, because I have this engineering logical mindset, I love Excel spreadsheets. I started like plotting out things on my Excel spreadsheet and color coding things, you know, where I wanted to go, how much money I would need. Um, I did have a good amount of money already saved up. And so I was like, gosh, you know, there's nothing stopping you. Take some time, you know, whatever money that you need to save in addition to what you already have, take a couple months, build that up and let's make it happen. So exciting. And so from the point that you made that decision to the point that you actually left your job, how long was that? So it actually took me quite a while. Like I said, that trip, I think, was August, September, and I didn't leave to go on my um, round the world trip until July the 1st of the next year. Okay. And so I took quite a bit of time, like I said, to save. Um, I took quite a bit of time to, I did kind of like a blend or a hybrid of planning and booking things in advance and then leaving, you know, parts open-ended, which I'm so glad that I did that. But I, oh gosh, it was right before, I think, um, St. Patrick's Day. And, you know, I had signed up for all of these different airline deals or, you know, just accommodation deals, things like that. And one of the airlines was having this like St. Patrick's Day deal. And so I think they were advertising flights to Dublin, which was my first stop, but they were advertising flights for $89 one way or something like super low. And I'm thinking to myself, there are places in the United States that I can't get to at the time, you know, this is pre-COVID as well. And I'm like, there are places that I can't go to in the United States for $89. And so when I saw that, I was like, I'm booking this flight. And that was like the first thing that I booked. And again, I just started building on from there. That's awesome. And so what made you decide on like a six month trip versus shorter or longer or why did that feel good to you? Uh, I think the first thing, again, I think going back to my budget, you know, with my project management background, I think having a plan, having a budget, things like that, or I'm very aware of those things. And so from a budget standpoint, that's what I felt comfortable with in terms of what I needed to spend. Um, I think the other thing with it, the reason why I didn't select something shorter is I purposefully wanted to go all the way around the world and I knew it was going to take me quite a few stops to do that. And to do it in something less than six months would have been extremely rushed for me to do that. And so six months kind of felt like a good middle ground. But I will say for people who 
think they have the travel bug or, you know, do have it and they're trying to push that limit and do something a little bit longer, or maybe it would be their first solo adventure like that. Once the six months was over, I definitely felt like I could have done this longer. Like I would have loved to have done it for a year or something like that. And so I definitely think back on that. And uh, it's like, once you do it, at least for me, I had such a wonderful experience being a solo traveler, because that was really the first time I had done solo international travel. And when you're with somebody else, it's awesome. You have somebody to share those experiences with. But when you're solo, I feel like you are immersed, truly immersed in what you're doing, the people around you, what you're seeing, because you don't have another distraction. You don't have somebody else that you're worried about entertaining them or making sure that they're okay. It's just literally about that situation that you're in in the moment. Incredible. And so you're in a unique situation where you like your job, but you're going to take this trip. So what was it like talking to your manager and saying like, this is what I'm going to be doing for the next six months? (laughs) That was a very tough conversation for me. And my manager at the time, I mean, he's an awesome person. And it was so hard to come up with the words and to have that conversation. But he's just an awesome person. And he was so supportive. I think he even jokingly said, you know, I'm jealous. And again, he was just so willing to work it out with me. And like I said, even for him to have that conversation with the CIO and um, let him know in a way that, you know, eventually it worked out in the end. But I just, I really appreciated being able to speak with him about it. I don't know if another manager would have, you know, handled it that way, but he was, um, he was really supportive. And so that made it so much easier once I took the step and got the words out of my mouth. (laughs) Amazing. And before we started recording, Valerie like shared a really cool anecdote about like how she needed to take this leap in order to have an opportunity. So can you share the conversation with the CIO and what happened and what happened with your job um, once you actually took the leap? Absolutely. I mean, it's, The funny thing about my situation is I think at the time, again, this is pre-COVID, so we're going into the office as, you know, normal. And I remember going into my manager's office to tell him that I wanted to take this trip. And like I said, it was just something that everybody that I told this to, because I eventually had to talk to somebody in um, HR about it and explain it to them. But people were like, you know, who does that? (laughs) What is this? What do you mean? You know? Um, but I think with him, it was like, Hey, you know, I have something that I've always wanted to do and, you know, I love traveling. And so I just wanted to talk to you a little bit because at some point I'm going to take this trip. And I think maybe I was a few months out at the time. So I think maybe I gave, you know, uh, at least two, maybe three months notice when we were having this conversation and working in the IT department at the time the CIO, I think he was traveling. He was not in the office at the time for whatever reason. And so my manager um, on my last day of work um, had a conversation with him about the trip that I was going to be taking. And on my last day of work, my manager came back and he was like, oh, you know, the CIO wanted to let you know before you leave, you know, let us know how your plans go. And when you're getting to a point where you think you're ready to come back home, let us know. And if we can work it out, we'll just bring you back to the department. 
And I'm telling you, I love telling that part of the story. I think it's so cool because a lot of times people think they have to let something go and they're never going to get it back. And that for me was very powerful because I, you know, let go my job. I, I let go my house. You know, I, um, I bought a house, I think a couple of years prior to my trip and one of my very good friends from undergrad, like she house sat for me. So I didn't have to worry about the house at all. You know, all of these things just worked out. And I think you really have to trust in yourself and trust that things will work out and you're able to do some phenomenal, extraordinary things. And then you come back and you're like, oh, not much has changed. You know, again, I still have this opportunity to go back and work at the same place. I didn't have to sell my house and give up everything. Um, like I said, that's just been so powerful, that lesson in everything that I've done since, you know, taking that trip. That's so great. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's yeah, just the willingness to let go and trust yourself. And then you'll be surprised what happens. Things start working out in your favor, but you have to take that initial step. So that's exciting. And so now tell us about your trip. It was six months. Where did you go? Tell us everything. <laughs> So, and we talked a little bit about this earlier as well. I had a laundry list of places that I wanted to go to. And so in my color-coded spreadsheet, I had to find a way to uh, whittle that list down. And even doing that, my list was still extremely long. <laughs> and so I started in Ireland. I went to Dublin. Again, very cool experience with that. Um, that was like one of my favorite places that I visited. I think at the time they said they were having a heat wave and it was the best weather they'd had in like 50 years, something <laughs> crazy, um, but beautiful place. And I really enjoyed that. And it was a nice uh, place to start. I visited Prague. Um, I also did a part of my trip. I went to Togo in West Africa and I joined a group called Mentor Leaders. So my cheerleading coach from college introduced me to one of her friends who actually is the founder of that organization. And so I spent a little bit of time there. And so, I mean, that part of the trip was very special. Um, I went to Ghana. I went to South Africa. I did a 19-day tour. So that was like my first guided tour that I did. Um, but I did that with a group and we also, as part of that trip, got to go to Lesotho and Swaziland. I visited Thailand, um, Cambodia. I went to Kuala Lumpur. I, I met somebody actually in Cambodia who invited me to, to Singapore. So Singapore, I wasn't actually planning on going there, but I like worked it out to be able to go to Singapore for a few days and visit with that person. <clears throat> um, I went to Bali, uh, Hong Kong, Japan, New Zealand, which also was not originally planned for the trip, but I did get to go to New Zealand, Australia. Um, I had never been to Hawaii before, and so I got to go to Hawaii, and my grandmother actually came and visited me in Hawaii for the trip, so that was pretty cool. Um, I went to Mexico City, um, Peru, and then my last stop was Cuba before I came home. And I actually had some family members come join me in Cuba as well. That's amazing. That's like a really great sampling of a world trip. A little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and was there a country or a city that really surprised you that you weren't expecting to feel like a certain way when you got there? Honestly, um, 
like I said, the, the Togo experience, I mean, that was something that I, it was, it, I couldn't have imagined it. I mean, on so many different levels, um, I knew I was going to go and the purpose was to help other people um, for that particular organization. They do some different things. They have um, facilities there and they're building, I feel like every single day. Um, but they do offer a summer camp for some of the children who otherwise wouldn't be able to go um, and experience something like that. And so I was told, hey, you're going to be there and you're going to help with the summer camp experience. Um, but while I was there, you know, they speak um, a different language. And um, especially in that village, it took us, I think, 15 hours driving to get there from the capital city. And um, I mean, it was just an incredible experience. You know, here we are. Um, I think maybe there were about 20 of us. And, you know, we had the challenges getting there. That drive in and of itself was a long drive. But then I think at some point, maybe we had a somebody hit us. Like, you know, there was another car that hit one of the vans. And so it was a crazy trip going there. And so by the time we get there, I think we got there a little later. It was dark. We're exhausted. And we're just ready to, you know, go to bed. Well, their whole village was waiting for us. And so we get there. I mean, it almost makes me want to tear up thinking about it, but we, we get there and they're singing and playing instruments and welcoming us. And it was just amazing. And at that point, you know, you just felt energized and you wanted to go hang out with them. And even though you couldn't speak their language, um, those of us who were there, I mean, they just wanted to hold your hand and just be around you and so again, it just showed that human connection, again, that transcends languages and, and where you are. I think the other thing that was really cool is, you know, they're in a place where a lot of them didn't have much. Some of them, you know, um, they talked to us about one of the first things that they put there on site was um, a way for them to get clean water. And so you think about that, I mean, that's something that a lot of us take for granted every single day is our water source. Um, but even through some of those challenges, you know, they were just such amazing people and they just, you know, they just wanted to love on you and, and like I said, be around you. And if there was something that they could give you, they wanted to give you something. Um, also during that trip, again, it was kind of crazy, but at some point, I don't know how I did it, but my ankle got, you know, scratched. And so I just thought it was nothing. And then at some point my ankles, you know, I mean, my ankle was like the size of a, of a baseball, I don't know, it was going crazy. And I ended up having to go to the hospital. Well, living in Nashville, I mean, there's a hospital, you can throw a rock and hit a rock hospital any direction. And there, you know, I had to basically get in a van for like an hour and a half on a dirt road to get to the hospital. And I think the medication that they gave me, it cost somewhere around 60 something bucks. Well, they said a lot of those people who live there, they might make two to three dollars a month. And so here I am able to pay for that out of pocket like it's nothing, but that would take them several years to be able to pay that amount of money. And so again, it just gives you that perspective. And like I said, it's something that I wasn't expecting to get from that part of the trip. Like I said, I thought I was going to go help them, but it just taught me so much more and helped me reflect on some things that, again, I probably take for granted every single day. Absolutely. What a beautiful reflection. And I really appreciate you sharing that. And like, it just reminds us what travel is all about, because there is so much kindness and generosity in the world. There's 
so much to just, you need to open your mind and your eyes to it. And it's such a beautiful thing to be able to witness that and just really, truly be grateful for what we do have because there are people all over the world who are super happy and with so much less. And so it's a beautiful reminder. And so I appreciate that a lot. 100%. So can you offer an actionable tip for somebody who's thinking about taking this leap, leaving a job behind, going to travel for an extended period of time? Well, you know, it's interesting. I probably have talked about a couple things. Um, <clears throat> I definitely suggest as much as you possibly can. It, and it maybe depends on your personality as well, but I felt very comfortable with the amount of money that I had. And so I think if you can save up and like I said, research a little bit, you know, there are plenty of tools out there that will help you understand cost of living in different places. Um, so as much as you can, and be flexible with the plan. Like I said, I don't suggest that you have every, because there will be things that, you know, happen that um, don't always go the way that you're expecting. But I think, again, having some amount of budget or having some amount of money that makes you feel comfortable, like I think that's a great place to start. Um, the other thing that I thought was very helpful, especially coming back, was um, having my resume updated. And so, you know, before I left, I, I really tried to take stock of all of the different projects that I had worked on and just making sure that that resume was strong so that if I did have to come back and work someplace else that I had that ready to go. Um, I also right now, it's kind of interesting too. I put that particular trip experience, I have a line item on my resume that talks about that. And so in my interviews, a lot of times people are very curious about that. And they want to know about it. And some of them have even said, hey, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, well, you can, you know, <laughs> not something that just I can do. You absolutely can do it. But I think it is a conversation starter. It does say a lot about somebody if they're willing to take a trip like that. And so it's actually something that I added to my resume. So I definitely would suggest, you know, updating that resume. And once you take a trip like that, if that's how you choose to do it, definitely put that on there because it's great experience to share. Absolutely. And it's so much better talking about travel during an interview than like your biggest weakness and all of those <laughs> other things they ask you. So I totally agree. Awesome. And so you did end up going back to your same job, right? The same company. Mm -hmm. Can you same. tell us about how that all worked out so nicely? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like I said, these questions, I love these questions. Um, this is, again, my experience. I don't know for others who have done a trip like this, how they experienced it, but I was so thankful that I was able to go back to that organization, same position, all of that. It was great. But the actual work itself, when I got to work and I had to sit at my desk for eight hours, I, I mean, that was a tremendously difficult transition. <laughs> if I'm being 100% honest, that was hard because I just, you know, I hadn't lived like that for, you know, six months at that point. And to have somebody say, you have to be here at a certain time and you have to do this work. And like I said, you have to be stationary. You know, I was walking all over the place and, you know, just kind of going where the wind took me, depending on how the day progressed and that was gone. And it was just like this immediate cutoff and shift back into reality. And that was way more challenging than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> so it did take me a couple months to get used to that. 
Yeah, what an adjustment, actually. I hadn't considered it. For me, when I returned back to work, like I was in a period of job searching for a while. So it wasn't immediate. And I think it got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready now. And so my adjustment happened during the job search period. But when you have the job lined up right away, that is something to dive right back into. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and like you said, because I was working for the same team, you know, it's all of the same expectations, you know, it's not like you're coming back and having a period where they're training you on systems and getting to know people. Like I literally went right back into the work that I was doing before. And like I said, that transition period was very slim. (laughs) Wow. That's really interesting because here you've just had this amazing six month experience. You've probably changed a lot as a person and you're going back to the same place where nobody's really changed. And so yep. might feel a bit out of place or did you, or like, how did it feel on a personal level? I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, people were very curious about what I did. Like I said, people, um, I think commended me to a certain extent on what I did. And like I said, I think it's something that a lot of people, again, maybe that want to necessarily take a trip like that. They haven't thought of it that way, but once you tell them, it's like, man, I wish I could do that. And so it's just something that they they can't really know because they haven't done it. You know, it still sounds just like a cool thing and you get to go to these cool places, but you do learn a lot about yourself. And one of the key takeaways from that whole experience that really has empowered me on so many levels is when I was flying back into Nashville, I remember looking at the city lights and I was thinking to myself, wow, I did this, you know, this thing that I had written down at some point that I had to save quite a bit of money for and that I had to plot and chart out and, you know, again, go someplace that these places I had never been to. And in a lot of those places, I didn't know anyone, you know, I had a couple um, spots where some friends did visit me. I told you about some of my family members who visited me, but I was around the world literally by myself. And when I got back, I'm like, if I can go around the world by myself, there's nothing that I can't do if I'm willing to take the steps and to save the money or whatever it requires, right? And so that experience in and of itself, I think for people who haven't pushed themselves in that way, you know, maybe they're just accustomed to corporate life and um, things being very structured and routine. I think it's just something that, you know, they they couldn't relate to that. And so that was hard where you're trying to share this with somebody or trying to tell them, but they just don't get it. And like I said, for a lot of people, you know, they weren't even necessarily trying to get it because it's something they never considered. Um, One of the funny stories before I left, I was talking to somebody in HR about it and it was almost like she just, she, she couldn't understand the fact that I knew if I left the job that I wasn't going to get paid anymore. She's just like, you know, if you leave, we're not going to pay you. And I was like, yes, I know that. But, you know, it was just something just so out of this world to her that I would leave a paying job to travel and I wouldn't be making any money. Like that just totally blew her mind up. And so I I just say that to say, you know, use that as an example. I think that was very hard for people. And so then for me to reinsert myself into this world where people just, you know, they thought it was cool, but you know, other than that, they were just like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> it <was hard. laughs> so interesting. Cause yeah, it is super cool, but it's also uncomfortable. And so some people don't want to be uncomfortable, but that's, 
where the growth and the magic happens. So <laughs> absolutely. And, and even that, you know, it's kind of crazy to me because other people were so uncomfortable for me that when I was leaving to do it, I mean, I had people, you know, aren't you scared? Aren't you worried? You know, what if something happens to you? And the whole time I'm thinking like positive vibes that I'm like, oh, all of these great experiences that I'm going to have. But again, I think it's different mindsets. It is, you know, being willing to be uncomfortable. But a lot of the times that I was uncomfortable, it was like these really cool experiences that, if I hadn't put myself out there, I would have missed out on those things. Awesome. The discomfort is almost always worth it. So that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. And then one final question, would you do it again if you had to do it all over again? Absolutely. Without question, like hands down. I mean, I am so thankful that I did that. And I would love to do it again. Like I said, if I had to replay that every second of it, I would do it again. Um, especially after, you know, what we just went through, what we're still going through with, you know, the pandemic and, and all of the aftermath. I mean, I took that trip in 2018 and had I waited, you know, to do that again now would be totally different. And I think back on that and I am so glad that I took that trip when I did. Absolutely. We don't know what the future holds. So if you're thinking about it, don't wait because they could really set you off track and yeah. <laughs> so, and then you'll be like, shoulda, woulda, coulda. You exactly. Know. <laughs> That's like the worst feeling. So power of now. Amazing, Valerie. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed our conversation. I could keep talking to you about this, honestly, but I do want to be mindful of your time. <laughs> if people want to learn more about you, can you share where they can find you on the internet? Absolutely. I think the easiest way to find me is uh, ValerieParam.com. So that is my website that kind of brings everything together. And that's V-A-L-E-R-Y-P-A-R-H-A-M, ValerieParam.com. Awesome. And I'm going to link it in the show notes so everyone can find it really easily. And again, thank you so much. I really love this conversation and I'm feeling inspired all over again. So I'm sure some of our listeners are as well. Thank you so much for being here and to everyone else, <laughs> catch you on the next episode. A career break is more than escaping reality for a short time. It's an intentional break that will help you recover from the corporate burnout fuel your inspiration through exploration, and ignite your fire for life. The next round of my signature program, Career Break Bootcamp, will be back this December. If you dream about leaving your job in exchange for some full-time travel, but don't know how to get started, this program is for you. You can find the link to hop on the wait list inside the show notes so that you don't miss out. This is your life. What are you waiting for? Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I would be so thankful for your positive review on Apple Podcasts so I can keep the episodes coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra tips and travel inspiration on Instagram by following me at The Travel Shifters or by visiting my website at travelshifters.com. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it.